That's kind of funny. That reminds me of that scene in um, Pineapple Express when the dude's like, this is the bee's knees, man. You gotta tell everyone about this. And they're like, illegal. <laughs> oh, that movie is. Uh, hmm. I don't know how I get th- this guy to join. Didn't he join? He's joining. Okay, yeah. Uh, he said he took on my end. He said he's he's joined up. No, not Craig. The um other one. Oh, so we have two. That's yeah. So is this he's joined? Oh, oh yeah, he is joined. Cool. Yeah. So now we got two. So in case one messes up, hopefully the other one doesn't. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Oh, you guys ready to jump into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You guys got some stock picks? Interested to see oh, what you guys come yeah. up with? Yeah. This early? <laughs> sure. Oh, man. <sighs> All right. I gotta run out to my house, or my house, my car to get my fucking headphones. Oh, do you want, do you want me to wait then? Oh, uh, nah, man. It's just part of the bootstrap experience. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of To The Moon. This is a special 420 episode, so light up your spliff and uh, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. Uh, welcome to the show uh, again. You know, it's it's Zach, Zach Papiano, myself, Skyler Williams, and I'm long and one. And again, like Zach, like Zach said, 420 episode coming to you live, 6 a.m. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, yeah, I can go first. So, you know, um, we all grew up in the Pacific Northwest, so I feel like we kind of have a pretty, we've known about weed for a long time. You know, like the whole weed industry isn't a surprise to us as some of our friends in the Midwest might think it is, you know. Um, so, you know, we've seen this coming for a while, and... It's still really new. Um, There's not a lot of things figured out yet. Uh, And a company that I like is the Tilray Afria merger. Afria merger. Um, Afria just had their earnings and they were not that good. Um, So a lot of people saw that as signaling a weakness in the cannabis industry. But I think that they're not, I know this usually sounds bad, but most startup companies don't care about making a profit for like the first five to 10 years. Like Uber, still losing money. Tesla, 
barely scratching the surface of profitability, you know. So there's a lot of room for them to make money later down the road. And if they go through with this merger, these two, you know, kind of weaker cannabis companies, you know, mid-range, will become the largest um, cannabis producer by volume. So I think that's going to be a huge thing in becoming profitable future in the future. So, yeah, I think they're a good, you know, stock to buy. They know where their weaknesses are at. And, um, you know, their shareholders just approved the merger by like 98%, which is really strong. Um, so that means, you know, everyone's pretty much on board with it. It seems like it's the right move for the company. And, yeah. You know, I think in the future, they, they'll have enough resources where they can start focusing on that profitability. It's just been such a long uphill battle for all these cannabis companies. You know, 10 years ago, they had to worry about the DEA just raiding their bank accounts. They had to operate, you know, cash only in some places or they just couldn't operate. Um, even transportation of equipment was a struggle. So, you know, it's a new leaf for the whole cannabis industry. What do you guys think? You want to go along? Uh, yeah, I think any startup in this industry is a good play since, uh, you know, states each year they're you know, making cannabis you know legal, and that makes it widely available to the population, in which only you would see people you know lining up at the store. Um, buying, you know, cannabis. And I've recently, like last week, I was driving around and, you know, COVID, everything closes early, like eight o'clock. And then I see a line outside a store and it was like, I think 9.30. And it was actually people waiting in line to buy <laughs> weed. <laughs> and people, and people in Portland, it's not like... They don't really line up a lot for like many things. I, I feel like less than other like you know places. So it was, yeah. I kind of remember that. Like what? Like this was right at the start, um, twenty twenty fifteen, right? Twenty fifteen legalized, yeah, in Oregon, and people were lined up around blocks, for, yeah, for days. It's a, a phenomena. So, so I'm saying, if if you guys missed out on the crypto, you know, craze, I think the marijuana industry is would be the next one. Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and it's just gonna be huge for, like, especially Oregon. You know, like the whole Oregon economy is gonna switch to becoming weed base within the next few years it's going to be weed and powell books and voodoo donuts that's it <laughs> <laughs> and dutch bros that's that's oregon that's, yeah, that's dutch bros yeah that's bros probably it. number two <laughs> they're gonna start merging it all too cannabis infused coffee and donuts nice <laughs> well i mean so it's a 420 episode i assume do you have a cannabis stock too long um, I, I kind of do. It's, uh, related, but. Okay. Right, well then let's, let's do yours last. Cause I'll, we'll do yeah. mine next. Cause mine's just a straight up cannabis company. Okay. Um, I picked Sundial Growers. Um, 
because they they are also you know in the nature of our show to the moon they were a stonk and they um they recently kind of semi went to the moon you know they jumped a good 400 percent in like february and then they've dipped they've dipped back to kind of like their regular lows um but I mean, I, I, you know, again, like there's not much I can say, like more than Zach said, you know, I think and long, like the, all these companies are good bets, you know, it's um, they face an uphill climb the last 10 years as far as like federal regulation and, um, you know, being in that kind of gray area of legality from the state uh, versus legality from federal government. Um, but it, it, it's it's really um, you know, just a ticking time bomb for these things. You know, I think they really could be like a, a crypto wave. Uh, when you think about it, like all of these companies are just jockeying for infrastructure. Like Zach said, you know, Tilroy and the other company will be the largest. Um, you got Canopy, you got Aurora playing in that ballpark too. And these companies' goals are really just, I mean, from what I understand, to be the Budweiser's, you know, of pot. And they're just like, you know, just getting as much farms and as much infrastructure as they can to produce, which will essentially allow them to open the floodgates once we have like interstate and intercountry commerce uh, exchanges and cannabis, which will just, I mean, that, that, that'll do some, some crazy stuff for the economy and, and, and for the weed stocks in, in general, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like these companies are barely profitable now. Uh, but, but they're, they're just gaining infrastructure. And this is an important point I wanted to make in pretty much every state that's legalized weed, um, every year there has been more demand than supply. And that is just an amazing problem for any industry to have, you know, um, the, 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 the main issue is, I mean, besides the government regulations is just, you can't keep enough product, you know, um, and, and yeah, that's, that's a very good problem for any business owner or industry to have. So, so yeah, that was my piece on cannabis stocks. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I picked Sundial Grow back, back then when it was, you know, going up, uh, but it did go back down to real, reality, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But but if if you think about this stat right here, so there's 16 states that has legalized uh, cannabis for rec- rec- recreational use, and another 28 is being um, uh, have laws for medical use. So if you think about it, it's still less than half of the states legalizing. So in the future, um, I'm I'm guessing like within five or ten years, you know, you can see, you know, double the states legalizing. Yeah. Which is very good for the industry. And, and the medical really doesn't do anything for, um, like, I, I think, like, the economic aspect. Because it's like, the people who get medical cards who aren't actual patients, because let's not forget, like, this is a real medicine that people see um, legitimate, legitimate medical benefits from. Um, besides people who also love to smoke it recreationally. Uh, but, you know, the people who are going to get medical cards are people who are actual patients or, like, 
legit stoners who want to be able to, you know, safely consume without the worry of like going to jail. Um, but you really see a huge uptick in all these states that do wreck, you know, as soon as the government kind of says it's okay, people's opinions and mindsets are to change. And you, in every state that's um, gone wreck, you know, you see a huge uptick in, in users and, and people trying marijuana for the first time. Um, so it's like for only 16 states to be wreck, we're still just up. We're still just getting the ball rolling on this thing. I was talking to this old guy and he was talking about like his back pain and he's like, I've been smoking medical marijuana for 25 years and I've been smoking recreational marijuana for 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a, a buddy who I want to shout out, my buddy uh, Raw, Toba Scruggs. He's been a, um, a bud tender for like, I don't know, like since like, weed happened, you know, since we were 18, like you know, um, six years ago. And he's just the most freaking knowledgeable person I freaking know. He knows all the terps. He knows all of the uh, cannabinoids. He knows all of, like, the flavor profiles and smoke profiles. And he got, he got so into it because, yeah, he was a recreational user, but he had asthma, and he started to, like, find that, like, certain strains helped him, like, like breathe better. And then he started to learn more about it, and he started to find out that those strains had terpenes in them and, and uh, cannabinoids that were known to, like, help with lung function. And that just kind of, like, you know, it took him from, like, being, uh, I don't, you know, just a regular stoner pot user to, like, someone who was like, damn, like, this is not, it's not a joke, you know, medical mm-hmm. cannabis is not a joke, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's cool. It can be something, you know, used responsibly like alcohol and that um, it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's fine for that use as well. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard this. Cracked my back three times. <laughs> so I think uh. we're... We're all curious to see what Long's cannabis, non-cannabis yeah, uh, yeah. stock is. So let's uh, let's hear it, Long. Okay, so my pick is cannabis related. It's not really a cannabis producer or manufacturer. Um, so it is Scott's Miracle Grow. Yeah. So I like, I like that pick. The ticker is SMG. And its current current price is around about two thirty ish. It's kind of high priced, right? But if you look at that, at it fundamentally, it has a PE ratio of only twenty six. So that's re- relatively cheap. If if you're just looking at the uh, PE time out, ratio. time out for our newbie traders like myself. Can you explain what a PE ratio is? That uh, PE ratio is the price to earnings. Price so, so you pr- pretty much take the price of the stock and you divide it by um, its earning, uh, the quarterly or quarterly earnings. And um, as you can see, like Tesla and all those high growth stocks, they have a very high PE ratio, as in their prices really high compared to what they're bringing in. Uh, kind of, in, it shows like inflation, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. In a yeah. sense. In a sense. Okay. So, so if you're looking at this as a P ratio, it's more fundamentally sound uh, 
Ooh, compared good. to other uh, stocks. So yeah, um, Scotch Mineral Grow, it's been a while, uh, been around for a while. Um, the reason why I picked this is because, yeah, a lot of people are growing um, marijuana at home and they need something to uh, to uh, um, help their plants <laughs> reach their potential, you know, healthy uh harvest so um scotch yeah. mineral grow actually has a subsidiary called hawthorne guardian company uh so the the subsidiary actually sells nutrients lining and other materials for uh hydroponic grow so for those people that don't know hydroponic is using uh the type of um uh materials where soil or whatnot are not needed uh, and it's really suitable for indoor growing so that's uh for those indoor gardeners um that's is where they would usually go to to buy their stuff and they are the top supplier of um high hydroponic uh gardening materials and so their growth has been really good this past year um, because of the pandemic. You know, people are at home, um, they're, they're gardening, and their growth was uh, 100%. So uh, their sales increased from $366 million to $790 million, um, within the first quarter of 2021. So that's that's pretty good, and the growth will only get better because, as I said, um, less than half the states are, you know, uh, their laws allow people to uh, grow or own marijuana. Um, but yeah, They're legalizing in states, <laughs> so Scott's Miracle Grow is gonna, you know, have more customers. Yes, exactly. No, I, I think that's a great pick along. Um, you know, like this is this is a generalization, but there's like a saying, you know, it's like during the gold rush, very few people got rich uh, digging for gold, mining for gold. But pretty much anyone who sold spades did well, you know, um, yeah. and that is exactly the same in this situation. You know, like I have an anecdotal kind of like just example of that in southern Oregon where I went to finished out college. You know, you had all these tiny little, it's a farming community to, to begin with. And then once weed was legalized, like they just saw a huge uptick in their population of all of these like crazy, just, you know, different nationalities. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, uptick in like the Chinese population, uptick in the Hispanic population, and uptick in just like the crazy hippie, dippy, just I'm going to come down and grow weed population. And, um, you know, you would think there'd normally be a clash of cultures when that happens, you know, like regular, pretty much regular middle town America. Not at all. You know, like they, uh, the economy of Southern Oregon immediately saw the benefits of all these people coming down to grow weed and nobody more than the local farm supply stores. Um, farm supply stores were, were getting rich, you know, after probably just scraping by for so much of their existence. And now all these growers are coming down, you know, 
not knowing what they're doing, messing up, having to come to the store for help all the time and just buy and just, you know, throwing money at the problem. And the beneficiary of that is the, as the suppliers of newts and, and just general farming equipment and, and stuff that you need to grow. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely, you know, and I'm sure, um, well, as as you know, we start to see cannabis legalized more and more across different countries. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the rise of another like niche product that's associated with growing that um, possibly becomes publicly traded. So th- that's definitely a great, great pick, great pick on. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like it because you know they've been around for like a hundred years. <laughs> no. They have the infrastructure to go nationwide. Like there's with cannabis, you know, there's so many of these niche companies, you know, with like their special grow formula and all this stuff. And it's really overwhelming. If you try and look up like, you know, cannabis fertilizers, you have like a bunch of weird companies like 420 dog killer grow and, you know, (laughs) super hippie organic grow and they're all really expensive and you don't know what one to pick and yeah i don't know which ones work which ones actually have what they say they have in them yeah and you know they they're a brand already it's easier for them to come out with you know scott's miracle grow cannabis sativa and you go hey i know what this is i know this company before and i can at least assume it's gonna you know help out my plan so yeah, you know, I can buy this. You know, they have that brand recognition. And they also have the infrastructure where they can get into stores that a lot of people can't. You know, because it's hard to get cannabis products into big box stores like Home Depot or uh, Practice Supply Store. You know, you have to have those connections. And Scott Miracle Grow, they already have those connections because they've already been in these stores since day one, you know. A lot of people, a lot of big box stores are going to be more willing to try their products because great, of that. Great, great point. But, yeah, no, good good pick, guys. Cannabis is, is booming. Special 420 episode. What's your favorite strain and how to smoke it? Skylar, you first. Oh, oh, <laughs> on the spot. Well, <laughs> for me, I just, uh, any any just like good classic like indica any type of kush uh blackberry kush um trying to think i mean you know kind of like the more popular strains like runs white runs are heavy indica dominant strains but uh yeah go down to your local shop ask for ask for some good nighttime (laughs) weed you know go you know wait till you're done with work and you don't got anything to do and you can kind of just chill out you know, roll up a doobie or, or you know, the good, if you're a new smoker, get get yourself the little little classic glass or ceramic uh, little pipe and, and, and there it's easy. Okay, so heavy indica, pipe or doobie, uh, long. What about you? <laughs> I, I would have to say, years, but... I have to say no comment. I, I don't even know what's out there. Um, I'm more of a beer guy, so if you if you have a beer episode, I can talk about you know, all the IPAs and stuff. But okay, so really cannabis think... infused beer. I see. I like it long. Oh, I... Portland. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Awesome. Um, I'm I'm the opposite of Skyler. Um, 
I like a very strong pure sativa rolled up in a nice um one dollar tobacco leaf, white grape flavored. <laughs> and that's my preferred method. <laughs> Gotta be the white no. grape, huh? Hard grape, but white grape, I don't know, there's just something something fancy <laughs> about it. <laughs> a little bit more classy or or more trashy but you know one <laughs> of the two <laughs> one of the two no it's actually it's you know we earlier on the show you know you said that there's going to be a niche market around cannabis and there's been a total um you know some some of our listeners might not know what a blunt is and it's where you take a cheap flavored cigar take out the tobacco and put in the weed well a lot of companies now they're designing hemp wraps that are flavored and it's replacing a lot of these tobacco leaf wraps and it's a huge market now there's you know thousands of flavors and brands and um, it's been a new a new industry really right Skylar absolutely no um and yeah no I am a a procure (laughs) procure, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a consumer of backwoods backwoods roll when I twist the blood if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna smoke a blunt, um, which I'm actually looking to change over, I kind of I'm looking for something a little like backwards or so, like chemically and harsh. I'm kind of more hippy dippy than that, and I kind of want to find a more organic uh, tobacco leaf or something that I can smoke for my blunts. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, like it's just it's incredibly popular, uh, and we've seen backwards have been kind of like the top dog for four or five years you could say uh in the states at least and no i mean they they seem to lack um innovation from just a, just a far like you know just general generalizing you know from a far far point away looking in they kind of they haven't really changed much about their product they haven't they've kind of just enjoyed their their growth as far as uh you know, people turning to them for their blunt needs. But yeah, I, I think the market is still wide open. Who knows who's going to come in and make a, a product that is superior. And that's the thing about these products too, is it's like kind of, you know, like what's happened with Backwoods is they, they kind of, they, they won. I think a lot of people will agree they're, they're one of like the best, you know, uh, the before that was what, you know, Zach was talking about the, um, swishers if i'm if i'm correct mm-hmm. white grape yep. is a swisher flavor uh yeah. and, and and backwood has kind of taken over from swishers in, in pop culture you know in rap music and and as well as just general um preference but uh i could change like just like we saw myspace die and and facebook grow you know we saw swisher die and we saw backwood <laughs> grow and um no like they haven't done anything to secure their place in the market besides right now just having a superior product so um yeah you know the right branding the right uh, marketing strategy and you know we could see that flip so who knows because like you said there's thousands of them out there i'm just waiting for martha stewart and her blood line <laughs> <laughs> yeah she needs one for sure and and grab a leaf grab a leaf is like a full leaf thing that is like 
it's natural and it's not 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 natural to my standards it's not like organically grown and you know any company can just put natural on there because uh kind of a loophole word um but no so grab belief is another one that's kind of like rising started in the east coast and it's getting popularity on the west coast so grab belief is one to watch out for too yeah i know and it's crazy how um they grow tobacco like i i never really saw it you know living on the west coast but out here there's a lot of tobacco farms and it's a lot of work uh growing tobacco it's a lot of pesticides it's a lot of uh, labor from what yeah. i understand it's like a very intense plant like it, it kills anything that is growing around it it kind of pollutes the soil with all these like i don't know what but like just strong tobacco yeah. stuff yeah that's so, the roots release so you can only grow tobacco um ideally once in a spot and then you're supposed to grow something else usually like soybeans because soybeans mm-hmm. they leave the soil better than when you planted them um but so when these farms you know they have the sandy soil which is like perfect for tobacco and they'll plant tobacco every year but by doing that they have to boost that soil with a lot of fertilizer every year just to get that tobacco to grow. So it takes a lot more fertilizer than like any other plant. Hmm. Interesting. And um, you know they're not doing that organically. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, and then even then, you know, there's a lot of bugs that can get in tobacco. Um and so they have to spray that for pesticides um, to make sure that there's no mites and stuff like that on your tobacco plants. So they're always spraying fertilizer, pesticide, fertilizer, just kind of back and forth. Yeah. Well, I hate to cut this conversation short because I'm having such a good time, but I, I got to go to work, guys. So Yeah, no problem. Um, if you could sample in some uh, Mac Dre. When you start talking about the backwoods. All right, yeah, I'll do that. I think it's uh, not my job when it's like in a backwood. It ain't all that good. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, the OG stuff right there. But, uh, yeah. So bad. Forty makes it happen. Five slapping revenue growth and just a little bit of lightweight flam boats and potent fumes linger. Mighty clouds and northern lights. Respect the victory bearing and you'll be violating my shit.